1: The best hard rock, the best heavy metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power, feel the
2: glory, TalkingMetal.com. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 212 of Talking Metal. How are you, Mark? I'm good. We are coming from Bionic today. It's a Friday
3: in New York City, and all spoken word and dialogue on the Talking Metal podcast are copyright 2008 by Talking Metal. What's up, dude? You're going to a show tonight, right? Yeah,
2: I'm going to check out a band called Kilohertz. They're from New York, and they are doing a CD release party at a place called Crash Mansion. Right, yeah, they sent in uh,
3: some songs, and actually, here's a little of what they sound like. Pretty cool. You know, They, they, they uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your review of the show. And this, uh, this singer There is is, wow, she's something yeah, else. Unbelievable. Very, very hot. Maybe we'll get a picture of her up in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. You guys can go over and uh, take a look, and, and uh, she's worth a look, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Of course, there was a Chinese democracy leak earlier, uh, I guess last week at this point man i i don't know man it's like three new songs they sound great you know they really do it's uh it's bizarre though it's it's really a shame and somewhat embarrassing i have to say that the record isn't out
2: i hope that this doesn't delay the record any more than it's already delayed um i really want this record to come out i think it's going to be an amazing record the songs are just killer and even though they've been leaked i will still buy the album yeah absolutely but will most people i mean
3: the thing is with the music industry today people just aren't buying Records. albums anymore yeah. you know i mean it's like they're either stealing it or they're buying one or two tracks that they like on itunes you know so uh it's a it's a weird situation and it's a shame they just can't put the record out I mean, you look at these bands like Nine Inch Nails who are just giving their music away on the website or even Coldplay or, or Radiohead have have given some stuff away. Uh, it's um, definitely something I, I think Guns N' Roses should take a look at. I mean, this record, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like they're fighting over promotional budgets. Who knows? But uh, it would just be nice if they could put it out and just kind of accept the fact that, hey, music doesn't sell like it used to and... uh you know, might not sell a million copies. Might sell ten thousand copies its first week,
2: you know, like Sebastian's record. Right. Now the thing about this record is that I really do think that all of the songs that I've heard so far are definitely strong songs. And I don't think it's very strong, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think they all could be, you know, classic sounding, single sounding GNR tunes. And I like the fact that the songs are very diverse. There's a song that uh, is reportedly called If the World, and I think that is just an unbelievable track. And I think that Axel should definitely be really, really proud of this record.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I was in Virgin Megastore in Times Square and actually bought. A Chinese, an official. This is licensed by the by the band, an official Chinese Democracy pin. Okay, uh, I see you can it? check wow. that. Yeah, you can check that out. It's up on my blog, uh, markstriegel.net. Uh, just you
2: might have to go back a few pages to see it at this point. But um, that is really really cool. I saw this yeah. in the uh, the room there. But yeah, it says Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. It's got a star, and uh, looks like there's like a is that Axel in there? I can't see that. Uh, it's like a person on there. Small yeah, I don't, I don't think that's Axel. No, but um, but it's so cool to actually see an official piece of merchandise that says the words Chinese democracy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the
3: T-shirts that they've sold at the show have have said it, uh, right. but I haven't really seen much merchandise in actual stores that say Chinese democracy. So there you have it. Uh It could be a sign.
2: The album's on the way, although I don't
3: know if I would. Go that far, but you,
2: you know what? the The neat thing is, is that I can't help but think that some of those songs that we've heard that were leaked are songs that our personal guitars and amplifier have been used on. That's true, which is pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. I
3: totally forgot. Bumblefoot borrowed our two Les Pauls to to play on Chinese Democracy.
2: Yeah, actually, I think he had he had two of mine, one of yours, and my Marshall head. Wow! So wow. talking metal contributed to Chinese democracy in in some way, which I think is great. Yeah, and And I I love it. I I really do. I can't wait, though, until I have this album in my hand in some official capacity, because I just think that it's just a shame if it doesn't come out because of all the hard work that Axel and everybody else has put into this record. I, I just want it to be officially released, even if it's over the internet. Right. Well... Keep waiting, man.
3: Keep waiting, because, you know, we're going to hear about it many months before rele- You know before it actually comes, comes out. out. They'll, they'll hype a release date. Judas right. Priest, uh, their record is out. I have it here in my hand. Nostradamus. Look at the packaging on this thing. Wow,
2: I'm waiting for mine. I haven't received it yet. Wow, this is great. Man, no. it's like a book. Um, yeah, I'm it, a little it,
3: nervous because uh, I'm sending that off to Sci-Fi Magazine, which is... Uh, Going to supposedly review a copy in our sci fi magazine. Yeah, and I'm just worried. I hope they give it a good review. They should, because I give it a good review. It's great. I offered to write the review for Sci Fi Magazine, and they told me that I was too close to it and that they want it to be a real review. So we'll see. Uh, I don't really know that there's a lot of metalheads working over there, but hopefully they'll uh, recognize the the greatness of the Nostradamus Judas Priest record, which is now out in stores. We'll play a little bit of uh, music off of that on a future podcast.
2: How Definitely. About that? Check out the review that I wrote up in our review section. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it was right. a, a big, long review. I want to talk about the Iron Maiden concert that you attended that, unfortunately, I missed.
3: Yeah, that was great. It was great. I, I wrote it up, in again, in our review section on TalkingMetal.com. Just go to... Reviews, John has redone the site. It looks amazing, Thank but you there is uh yeah, right up on the show, It was a lot of fun, and uh you know Bruce complained- you know, I read on the internet that he'd been complaining or at least once before complained that somebody was smoking pot. It was the first thing out of his mouth, really, which okay. was kind of a
2: drag yeah for a me. little bit of a negative right
3: yeah and and then he kind of singled out these uh these p- kids from Brazil who were right up front. And like embraced them verbally and kind of shut out all the New Yorkers in Madison Square Garden, but it was only for a few few minutes, and uh, it left a little bit of bad taste in my mouth. But it was, he was uh, as soon as they broke into Revelations, it it was it was all good. And and Iron Maiden has always been a band that make music better than they do anything else, and they they make music better than most bands and musicians do, and it's just great to hear them rocking and playing out in a live setting always
2: absolutely I got two two things one a comment on Bruce Dickinson and then another uh, question I have to ask you about Yannick Um, back in I'm trying to think of what year this was this had to probably be about 1988 Ace Fraley was opening up for Iron Maiden and I had seen Maiden and Ace about four times on the tour and Ace's guitar would smoke during his guitar solo, and sometimes that smell would still linger, you know, the smell of, like, the smoke bomb uh, would would be up there on stage, and um, it happened to be around the time of the 4th of July that I saw him at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and right at the top of the show Bruce came out and he said some idiot lighting a smoke bomb off or I don't know what his yeah. exact words are I don't are.
3: think he likes the smoke because it affects his, his voice vocals. or something yeah. you
2: know so so he had a he was yelling and kind of saying and blaming that smell on the audience and it wasn't it was Ace's guitar and so that was always kind of funny that I, totally. I was just thinking that that must have been an early show date because you know if Ace is opening up for him every night he's going to smell that smell every night and think that some. But he's lighting off fireworks, uh, so that was kind of funny. Now, what happened with these stage moves? These Yannick gears stage well, uh, moves. Well, Yannick
3: drives me a little nuts with all his like throwing the guitar behind his head and dancing around on his tippy toes and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a uh, at times he's he's very energetic on stage, and in times, uh, you know, I felt a little annoyed by his. Uh, his prancing, rocking on out, stage. stuff. Wow, yeah. yeah,
2: that's interesting. That's interesting that a it's just, it's heavy just... band like Maiden would have like antics like that. Because you know me, I'm, you know, I, yeah. Well, I've, I guess he's just being natural, you right? Know. I mean, I've made my share of ridiculous stage moves in the past, as you uh, have witnessed live. But uh, I'm surprised that in a, a band like Maiden, that uh, you know some of that stuff still goes. Because I could see some of that happening, you know, with the. You know, Cinderella used to throw their guitars around their shoulders and stuff, and that was cool for that genre of music. And I'm not saying that it's not cool for Maiden, maiden, but, uh, you know, I was actually surprised to read that in your
3: review. Yeah, he's a little much at times. Uh, Just visually, musically, he's always great and always has been, all the way back to, like, Ian Gillen, Gillen, Bluesy Blue Sky, one of my favorite Gillen songs, which I believe he co wrote or at least plays on. Yeah, I always like that title, too. Yeah. Anyways, we. being that the GarageBand uh, editing system I use only has 66 minutes of time, I think we should maybe quickly
2: read a letter or two and then get into our interview. Excellent. Yeah, we have some some uh, great interviews coming up. Are we going to do two interviews on this I one think, or
3: one? I think let's do – I was planning on two. But let's just to do get, one. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back in a future episode and do Eric from Overloaded. Um, cool. Maybe the next episode or something, because they're actually, by the way, Overloaded, our good friends, are playing Rocklahoma. Uh, wow. So we will have all that information. I don't have it in front of me right now, but we'll uh, we'll get, get that to you. Yeah, we'll get that future. to you. I believe it's uh, it's a great slot, too. It's like at 8.15 at night. So if you go to today's show notes, actually. You know what? Let's put it up in the news section. Go okay. to TalkingMetal.com, to the news section, and we'll have all the information about Overloaded's performance at rocklahoma
2: right which is really cool because overloaded is one of these bands that you know we embraced very early on and it's it's kind of cool that we would post news about one of our favorite groups in our news section totally yeah. so we've got a great interview with uh, a good good friend of mine Nick Catanese from black label society and now a great new band called speed X right totally we'll get to that in a minute let me read a letter here Hey guys,
3: I've been listening to your podcast for several months. Now, trying to get caught up on all the episodes. Can you drink a toast to Tracy Michaels? Tracy was one of the first people I met after moving to L.A. last year, and even though I didn't know him for very long, we worked together and he was absolutely one of the nicest people I will ever know. He never had a bad thing to say about anyone, and no one would ever say a bad thing about him. Many of my friends have known him for years, and we will all have a piece of us missing without him. I miss his last. Well, I miss his laughter most of all. Mark, thanks for posting the news about our friend. I'll never forget him. Heather, Heather, thanks for uh, the email. Yeah, I was very sad to
2: read that news. John was just saying he hung out with. Uh... I was friends with these guys on MySpace. I was completely aware of their band. It was called Peppermint Creeps, and I believe I saw them out at one of the Rock Honors shows in Las Vegas when Kiss played, and... Uh, but I had followed this band, and uh, although I, I really didn't know them personally, I kind of felt like I did uh, just because they were friends of mine on MySpace, and um, I'm really freaked out by the whole thing. Basically, what happened was they had uh, just done a tour. Uh, they, I think they drove, like, from Texas all the way to California, like, in a day or something, and played a gig, and then after the gig, something happened, and... Uh, there was no ODs, no nothing like that. I don't know what happened, and it's uh, just a, a tragedy. Yeah, it's sad. Definitely. Let's do let's do that toast. Yeah, to Tracy. let's do a
3: toast. And while we're toasting, uh, I'm gonna play a little music here. This is actually an awesome cover by the Peppermint Creeps of "Bastard," the Motley Crew classic, and a toast to Tracy.
2: bottle is, uh, yeah. I don't know very if you easy. heard that, guys, but yeah. that was a I'm uh, drinking a nice Corona to Tracy and the Peppermint Creeps. Yeah,
3: definitely. Anyways, uh, yeah.
2: Heather, thank you very much for your letter.
3: And again, that was a little Motley Crue cover there by the Peppermint Creeps. Bastard. You got a letter there, John? And then
2: maybe we'll yeah. get to the Nick stuff. Okay, good. I, I like this letter, actually. Whoa. Just knocked, uh, practically knocked everything down here. Hey Mark and John. This may come off as both trivial and narcissistic, but after listening to the intro to the episode 209 of the Talking Metal podcast where the announcer lists off a bunch of cities you guys have fans and listeners in, I noticed there was no mention of any cities in Canada. I've heard this intro dozens upon dozens of times in the past, but the omission never registered with me until today. If you are ever able to re-record this intro... I would consider it a huge honor if you would give a shout out to Calgary the next time around. Keep up the great work guys, Martin from Calgary in Canada. And you know what? I never realized that either and we yeah. did do I a, wrote those
3: intros, I take uh, responsibility for that.
2: We did do something on Talking Metal though. It was a, a Canada like 3 Canadian, Canadian Rocks specials. or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like that Canada was years Rocks ago. 1 yeah. 2 and 3 so we totally. did, we definitely gave a shout out to Canada. And we got a lot of listeners up there, and we we value
3: you guys. So a good point, and uh, you know, we will eventually, hopefully, record those uh, re-record those intros <laughs> or do some new ones. I got I an idea. Say. You know what I don't like about the intros? Uh, you know, Bud Friendly, his voice when he did those, which was a while ago, was more like FM rock. Guy, right. and now Less it's bud become friendly. more. He's m- morphed it a little more because that is the same guy who who is Bud Friendly. Uh, morphed it a little bit more and um, kind of uh, yeah. Maybe we need him to do it. Yeah, he needs to do it in, it. The, the, c- yeah, current do it in the current right. Bud Friendly voice and definitely give some shout some shout outs to uh, to Canada, Canada and Canadian cities. Uh, how
2: about this? Just in case we don't have time, you can splice this in. Calgary, <laughs> yeah, Toronto. <they, Dorado. laughs>
3: Yeah, definitely. Edmonton. Definitely. Vancouver,
2: Montreal. Vancouver connects. Yeah, Toronto, a lot of great Maple cities. Uh, yeah, I'm a, big a lot of great fan, cities man. up there. I've been to Toronto, and you've hung out in Vancouver a num- number of times, right? Yeah, I was in Toronto as a kid. I don't remember it. Uh, I've been to uh, uh, a
3: lot of, I've been all over been Canada. Niagara yeah, Falls. Niagara Falls. um Algonquin, I believe, is a place we used to go camping as a kid and been to Montreal a number of times, uh, Vancouver a number
2: of times, Whistler Mountain. Whistler, yeah. Kiss was supposed to play at Whistler, and the concert was mysteriously canceled due to, according to Kiss, some kind of problem with the... uh, Motor or something like that. Huh. Interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I'm half asleep or what is going on today, but uh, completely normal day yesterday. No party and nothing. Um, biggest activity was going to the grocery store. Yet today I cannot seem to speak. Do not know why. But... Yeah,
3: sound fine, man. No, no worries.
2: You. Let's. Uh, we better get into the
3: interview, though, because I know um, we want to play a couple songs, too.
2: Yeah, Nick Catanese, like I said, great, great guy, great, great guitar player, great family, Big Nick and Carol. Everything about Nick Catanese is cool, and he's got this great new band with Mike Stone from Queensryche and some other great musicians. And uh, you'll hear all about this band, Speed X, in this interview that we did right here at Bionic for Talking Metal Live.
3: Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll play a little Black Label Society, get into the interview, we'll end with some more music, and then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to put on a few uh, clips of Talking Metal listeners who have called into the the live show recently, so you guys can hear yourself, and uh, we always
2: love to hear from you guys. Sound good? Sounds great. Why don't we get into one of my favorite songs? Yeah, name it. Suicide Messiah You by got Black it. Label Society, followed by the interview
3: with Nick. We'll have links up to all the SpeedX stuff on TalkingMetal.com in today's show notes. And be sure to tune in Tuesday night to TalkingMetalLive.com. We're doing another live show, some cool guests. And we have Endeavor
2: After the, Yes, Talking, talking Rock.
3: Rock. Yep. And uh, who else?
2: Stone Rider. Uh, Stone Rider. <laughs> yeah. Which was a band that was featured on Talking Metal on Fuse in the metal detector section. And Alex, right? Alex is coming on. Yeah, Alex Crossy. Yeah. So it should be a
3: fun show. Those are the tentative guests. It's 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock East Coast time. So Tuesday, please, the Tuesday. 24th of yeah, June. Which is
2: probably like tomorrow by the time you hear this. And that's about it, man. Yeah. Make sure you support SpeedX, support Nick, and... Right here, this is Suicide Messiah. After the interview, stay tuned for Z-Man. Actually, we have one of my favorite ever musicians on the line right now. His name is Nick Catanese. He's from the great Black Label Society, and he has got a brand-new band called Speed X. Nick, are you on the line? What's up, brother? Hey, Nick, man, uh, great to to talk to you. Me and Nick are from the same hometown area, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm from Johnstown. Nick's from Pittsburgh, very close. Nick used to play in my hometown with a great band called High Voltage.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we were... uh... I didn't even know you were there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely.
2: Like, I mean, you guys were amazing. You were one of the, like, only, possibly the only band that would come through Johnstown with a pro setup, you know, gear, lighting, the whole nine yards, and, and that's what set you guys apart from every band. That's why I remember High Voltage.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, we always tried, um, you know, taking taking pride in the shows and, and uh you know, the shows and the lights and everything, and just make it, uh, you know, make it what it's, you know, shows are supposed to be is eye is, uh, entertainment. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I even think like a lot of bands even, you know, forgot about that. It's, it's uh, you know, my philosophy is like when you go out to a concert, say, you know, me and you went to a show, it's, you know, I'd say, you know, let's go see a show. And the underword line is see. See, know, see like, a show, right. You know, it's like Kiss and, you know, like the old, you know, like the Motley Crue shows and Van Halen when they had stacks and everything and Judas Priest and like, that's, you know, that's something when you walk away from the show, you're like, wow, that was. That, that was, was cool. That
3: was cool. Yeah. It was a, it you know, was a whole experience, you know, going yeah. to see a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it, important
4: thing. Right. You know, and that's even like what I'm trying to do even with Speed X is is, uh, make it a, you know, it's going to be great music with, you know, with a lot of, you know, visuals and and just uh you know something that's gonna keep people there. For the
3: talking know. metal listeners who don't know about Speed X, can you tell us what it's all about musically and who's in the band?
4: Yeah. Um well it's kinda funny but um it's me, uh Mike Stone from Queensreich, um uh, uh Josh Sattler that played uh bass for Double Drive, a man great band out of Atlanta, and our drummers Mike Froge, um, to play drums for uh, double drive. And you know he has a lot of you know? He uh, filled in for tons of people and has a great studio, Open Sky Studios in Atlanta, which we go to all the time. Um, that's you know, that's where we're doing our CD. But um, you know, me and Stony met at uh, Nam two years ago for uh, we did this thing called the Black Teeth Bash for Dimebag, and, which was amazing. Uh, uh, that was fun. That was fun, man. I mean, you know, me and Mike Stone got together and and it was uh, JD and uh, Brian Tishy. And we Which got together. Mark and
2: I know from Berkeley.
4: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean great, great people. And uh, you know, we got together and played and I me and Stony really hit it off as far as uh, guitar players. You know, I and mean, we played the same and everything. We clicked really well and then found out that he was a great bass player. And uh, the first time we went in this studio it was me, Stony and uh, Mike Froge and we went in and just you know, never played together before. Went down to Atlanta and we we you know, knocked out like five songs in a week and just, you know, came up with really, really cool stuff, and uh, Stoney's playing playing bass and singing, you know, for now, but then uh, Josh came in um, probably about, like, a month or two, and uh, he plays bass, he plays guitar, he sings and
2: everything, so there's a lot of you know, versatile people. Well, that, I think that's like the coolest thing about this band is that like everybody in the band can play multiple instruments and that you yeah. guys are going to utilize that as part of the, the live show and on record. And while like you've been on tour with black label society and then Stoney's out with Queens, right? But you guys can still record and the recording process doesn't have to stop because everybody can play pretty much any instrument.
4: Right. Right. It's even like now. Um, I'm going into the studio in uh, uh, like June 22nd or something. I'm going down to do my guitar parts because I was out whenever Stony and Mike and Josh did their parts. You know, so I'm going to go in and do my parts, and then we'll have like we're going to have like 13 songs. You know, by the end of this. And, wow,
2: I didn't even realize you guys that had that many tunes already. Like yeah. you know, on the burner, getting ready to go.
4: Oh yeah, I mean it's you know, it's already a done deal and, and uh you know, the stuff is really, really different. I mean it it's uh, you know, there's some you know, there's some you know, heavier groove songs and then uh we have a few songs. There's one song that actually sounds like if if Pink Floyd and, and like you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan got in a car accident. You know, <laughs> you know, really trippy, moody, blues kind of stuff. Um there's a song uh, we actually have. Uh, Stoney's playing like doling banjos. It's like really like a like a heavy, almost bluegrass song. You know, so we're we're just taking it to like different different things. You know, yeah, just, lots
2: of different influences like Zeppelin. Like cause, uh, people when they think of you, are probably thinking that maybe you'll come out with a something that sounds just like Black Label. But that's not yeah. what this is. This is no. like you're taking your influences from Zeppelin to metal to Motley Crue mm-hmm. to. And and coming up with something new, and it it doesn't sound like Queensrÿch either. People are going to think, no. okay, it's Black Label meets Queensrÿch, but that's not what this is. It's a brand new rock band.
4: Right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's styles of you know different you know like you know pretty much. I mean, as long as I've been in Black Label, you know, Zach does all the writing. So right. you know
2: that. So people that's, haven't had a chance to hear your stuff yet until right. now. Right. I mean, you know, I've
4: been, you know, it's been twelve years that I haven't you know done anything and now i'm just like you know what it's time to time to show you know just you know all the stuff that i've been having in my mind and then stoney's like a song factory he just like every day is a new song and <laughs>
2: that's great and, i
4: mean he's like he's he's a trip man I, and uh you know it's just really you know really really relaxing you know like that week and you know like, i've been down in atlanta like two times and just it, it's really really cool i mean just really relaxing and just you know everybody's at their own pace and just um you can do what you want, you know, and just go in and record and we go eat and go back and record Just stay in the studio and just have fun, you know what I mean? And and uh, you know, it's just cool for me cuz it's just something new, you know, something that's uh, you know, cuz I just been black label for almost 12 years this June and you know, it's it's uh, you know, you know, God bless everybody, but you know, it's just uh, you know, it's time to just see, you know, see what I got and you know, hopefully it's uh, hopefully people like it and and um You know, take a shot at it.
3: Now, has Zach given you his blessing with all this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's totally cool with it. No problem. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, you know, I played him. You know, I played him some of the stuff, and he was oh cool. It was kind of funny because he was talking, and I just went and I put the CD, and he was sitting there talking. and All of a sudden, he stopped. He's like, "What is this?" (laughs) <laughs> that's like, great. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, what's great. his he music?
2: Just, like he was into it.
4: Yeah, he goes, what is this? I'm like, dude, it's me. He's like, that's you. And I was like, yeah. He goes, man. He goes, that's awesome. He's like, you know, good job. And you know, so uh, excellent. Yeah, you know, it was just like him with Ozzy. I mean, he, you know, he has, you know, he has black label with Ozzy, and you know, I can have this. And
2: right. Well, that's that's what I think is is the key to keeping bands together, and the key to keeping people cool with each other is that like everybody can kind of do like their own thing and do whatever they want to do Ozzy doesn't say to Zach you can't do Black Label and, and Zach uh, uh, on the same lines doesn't say you know I want to keep all my guys you know tight and, and not let them out and and, and like the thing right. is like you're a lot like I think it's great that you're doing something that's killer with a bunch of amazing musicians and right. getting a chance to, to really show your stuff because everybody who knows Black Label knows that you really know what you're doing on the guitar I mean you kick ass and I mean you've done even you've even done solos on the on the last black label record you know instead of Zach and um I uh think that it's so cool that now people are going to get the first chance to hear your music
4: yeah yeah I'm you know I'm excited I mean it's just uh you know it's really really you know it's cool for me and it's almost like it was scary because it was just like you know what's going to come out like you know all this stuff that I've had you know, you have it in your mind when it's supposed to be, and then all of a sudden it's like you have a chance to do it. And, you know, you go in and it's like, is it going to suck? Is it going to be cool? Like, like, what is it? And then it's almost like having a kid. It's just like, you know, like, you know, is the kid going to be healthy? You know, it's going to be, right. <laughs> you know, you know. And finally, when you hear it back, you're just like, wow, I mean, we did it, you know. And, and, uh, you know, I just never really had that. You know, I never had that opportunity to actually express yourself in, you know, in a way that's, uh, you know, your music and, you know, people that are just, you know, I'll come up with something and, you know, Stoney will be like, okay, well, you know, I add this to it. And then, you know, Mike throws down a killer drum, you know, drum beat on it. And it's like, damn, you know, we got a, we got a slamming piece here. And it's, uh, it's fun, man. So when, know, it's can we, really... when can we hear this stuff? Um, well, uh, I'm going down and, you know, like I said, probably, uh, you know, like June, God, uh, June 22nd, just get out to put my stuff it, on it, and uh, then after that we're going to get it, um, you know, get it mixed and mastered and stuff, and then after that uh, you know, hopefully we'll have something to send you, and you know Excellent.
2: We'll put yeah. it on. As soon as you got anything, we'd love to be the first place to premiere SpeedX. Yeah, it'd be awesome.
4: Yeah, well, um, if you go to uh, uh, myspace.com forward slash SpeedX band, there's, uh, there's two cuts from it, like, like maybe like 20 second clips of uh, two menu. songs, yeah.
2: yeah. Which yeah. I've heard, and they sound great. Now, you know what's, what was also on the site is that uh, you guys look like you have a, a lot of fun down in the studio, and I think Stoney seems to be a, a character because I've seen him play Live with Queens, right? But until I saw the stuff on on your site uh, of him talking, he seems like he's pretty much of a character.
4: Oh, he's he's a trip. I mean, he just—I uh, mean, his sense of humor is, you know insane i mean just uh you know that's the thing is you know we just all keep each other laughing you know what i mean and, and uh, this is cool
2: that's that's yeah. the way to, to do it for sure you know what nick i wanted to uh, let everybody know something and i wanted to ask you a question about this but one of the mm-hmm. coolest things that i've heard one of the best stories is that somebody that i know that you've always admired paul stanley of kiss was actually completely a fan and his son was a big fan of yours and th- could you tell us a little bit about that
4: yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of kind of strange because um, Paul signed with Washburn, right? And, um, and you know, you've was, got the
2: great uh, you know evil twin idol guitar out.
4: Yeah, yeah I'm proud of that thing. Um, but he, you know, he was there, and and I'm I'm tripping out because it's Paul Stanley, and you know, and I'm sitting there, I'm like shaking his hand, and I look down, and his son Evan was a black label fan, and wow. you know, like like my playing, so it was like this circle of, like, coolness. You know what I mean? Like, man, yeah, no, it's like, insane. It's I've always great. been, like, a, you know, KISS fan, and I said to Paul, I was like, man, I had a KISS lunchbox in kindergarten, you know, <laughs> and then I, then I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, not want to was, make him think that,
2: was, that was, yeah, you're saying, to, like, you're this old guy, but, but you yeah. know, he knew that you were just yeah. being cool. but
4: Yeah, but the funny thing was, I got it back, because that night we went to uh, the, uh, Monster Monster Energy Drinks had a party at um, at this club, and we went. It, it was a vengeance sevenfold for, for Monster and coffin cases and stuff. And, you know, I went down and, you know, just to see, you know, Zachy and, you know, Sinister and all, you know, all those guys. And cool. I looked in it, and uh, Sinister comes up to me and he goes, Man, he goes, it's really cool you came. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I started playing, you know, listening to you and Zach, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm like,
2: Wow. Yeah, Not now even what so that feels th- like. and let me let the let me clarify this for the talking metal listeners is that Sinister Gates and Zacky Vengeance of Avenge Sevenfold were actually big fans of your you know, Nick Katneese. So that is and guys, yeah. these guys are laughing at me because I said sevenfold wrong, but that's not yeah. due to any kind of wine drinking or anything. That's just due to, I actually made a mistake. That's a blooper. Anyway, I, I can tell that the, the studio here is going a little crazy, but anyway. Um, but no, that's what that is. Like, the, you were saying that, uh, you, know, you know, you're know, you a big fan of Paul, but then guess what? People are influenced by you too, and that's very cool. And well, that, yeah, definitely. You
4: know, that kind of turned me out. It was like the first time that I've ever heard that before, you know, and, and just... Yeah, because I just, you know, basically it's just me playing guitar. I mean, you know, you know, and it's, you know, I'm the last person. Like, I get kind of freaked out when someone uses the rock star term, you know, because I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm just a really lucky guitar player. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a guy that's played in his basement and played in, you know, local bands and everything, and all of a sudden I got, you know, I had a shot back in 96 to play with Zach, and it's like, you know i've been there since 96 and just making everything that i can of it but i'm not you know i don't feel like i'm a rock star you know it's just i'm just Well like i think that's else. the
2: coolest thing about you nick is that you never changed from being the guy that you were you know, when you were a kid and you were listening to records and you had high voltage, no. Till Til now, you're still the exact same guy. And speaking of uh, the old stuff, like Book of Shadows, and I, Mark and I actually were at a gig that I guarantee you probably were at on that Book of Shadows tour at the Mercury Lounge, I think, in uh, New mm-hmm. York.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you you know if it was a show for you know Book of Shadows, you, you it was uh, me and Zach and a bunch of candles and and uh, two backdrops, and that was that was it. I mean. You know, that's, you know, that was, that was kind of like the hardest thing for me was like when I got that gig, it was just, you know, it wasn't us playing electrics, you know, it was like, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be Zach's guitar player, but you're playing on a 12 string the whole time and, you know, like no drummer, no bass player, just him and I sitting on two stools, um, you know, and he's soloing and, and like, I had to keep that rhythm going the whole time because there was nothing else. I mean, there was no bass, no drums. It was just me and him sitting there and, you know, and, you know, of course I'm shitting bricks. Cause like, you know, I'm sitting next to Zach and, you know, it's still <laughs> new for me, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's like, you know, I had posters of him whenever he came out with Ozzy and like no rest for the wicked. And here I am sitting on stage with him. And it's like, this is crazy, you know, but then, you know, you know, eleven, twelve years later, we're still, you know, we're still there, and and um, you know, it's just like you know, like like one of the first things he said to me was, you know, use me as a stepping stone, you know, to get where you want to go, and uh,
3: that's very cool.
4: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was that was really really cool, and you know, I you know, I never went anywhere for that long, you know, not that I'm going anywhere anyway. It's it's just yeah, you know, it took me this long to 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 meet three people that I want to play with, and you know, just do something different. And that's what music's about, I guess. Just, you know, it's a journey, you know, and just, you know, seeing what you can do.
3: So do we, can we expect Black Label to maybe return in early 2009 or, or don't, don't you know quite I, yet?
4: I have no idea what the schedule is. I mean, it, we just, you know, we did that Brazil and Mexico thing in April. And, and um, you know, I think everybody's just, you know, we've been cranking at it for so long. It's just, you know, I think we're just all taking a, <laughs> Take it a needed well break,
3: vacation. Yeah,
5: definitely. You
4: know, you know, and he hasn't stopped since God was stronger than death. I mean, it's just been, you know, studio tour Aussie, studio tour Aussie, studio tour Aussie, and it's just like. Okay, put the brakes on for a little while. Yeah. The guy's so guy
3: like a music machine. I mean, he showed up to do our Talking Metal on Fuse interview, and we ended up recording with well, him that. in the, yeah, in the studio so. all night. What did you think of that? Be honest. I, we, we can, no, no,
4: no, no, no. The funny thing was, was I saw, uh, I think it was the, inter- uh, the interview with uh, uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, Bumblefoot? Yeah, 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 I saw that it was like, oh yeah, I was here and I didn't know that it was going to be an all-night thing. And I'm like, right. whenever he said that, I was cracking up because that's all it ever is with us. It's just yeah. like, once, you know, we're at rehearsal, like say like we do a rehearsal for a tour, it's, okay, get in rehearsal at 1 o'clock and we don't get out until like 4 in the morning. <laughs> because like, cause, you know, we all want to go. We're just like, dude, we've been playing these songs since like 2000. Yeah. You know, it's like if we don't know these by now we should quit, you know, and just right. try something else, <laughs> you know. I like work, work at Carl's Jr. or something, you know, but, but like he just gets on this roll of of like he'll sit behind a piano or he'll sit there and it's like they got to dim the lights and everything and all of a sudden we got this nude music going until like 3 in the morning and I'm like... When I saw when I saw you guys, I was just cracking up. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's funny you know, said dim everybody.
3: Yeah, you, you said dim the lights because I remember specifically Zach saying, "Dim the lights, dim the lights." And the camera <laughs> people were like, "We can't dim the lights because yeah. we won't be able to see. We don't have cameras that can
4: record in, in the dark I, without yeah, the lights. Yeah, you almost need night vision. Yeah, you have know? to get the night vision. It's gonna be all, all green. And, yeah, it turns out like
2: the Paris Hilton video. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we we were not in you know we were not prepared to be in store for a 13 hour session when we initially thought it was two we were glad to do it but we just had no idea and now i know that all your rehearsals turn into that
4: oh dude it's it's every day yeah i that's, mean that's that's like you know everybody's just like holy cuz he's he's full on all yeah. the time i mean there's no like there's no break. There's no, like, you know, take it, br- you know, it's just like, go, 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 what? go. And I'm like, that's that, like, they broke the mold when they made him. I the, mean, it's, yeah. it's,
2: it's, the funniest it's, it's, thing is that uh, I think it was Mark who goes, uh, not Mark Struggle, but Mark from Black Label goes, um, you know, the uh, road manager uh, goes, uh-huh. um, Somebody went to give Zach, like, one Heineken, and uh, they go, no, no, just for the interview portion, he's going to need at least, like, a six-pack or two. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, like, and they go, yeah. you don't realize that, like, you know, this is not, like, one thing. You've got to give him the whole nine yards right up front. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I remember we went on this, this uh, promo tour, and, like, it's, you know, I don't drink.
2: Right. Oh. I know that's the most yeah. amazing thing that we've got Zach, who is, is known for, like, really partying out. And then you, who are his, like, brother, who do doesn't anything. drink at all. Right?
4: No, no. And, and you know, people are like, you know, God, you know, I can't believe you don't drink. I said, well, I said, you can either go two two ways. You can either turn into a boozer or it's the best AA you'll ever have. You know, every day you wake up on a bus with someone like a frat house, you're just like, eh. I don't want it, you know, but, you know, it's, it's more for him, you know? So, um, but no, I mean, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's got to have everything that he needs and and that's it. I mean, it's, you know, once, once he's got it and he feels comfortable and, and you're there for the long haul, and, there's really there's really no escape either it's like you know we always call it the vortex it's just like once you get caught in the vortex you're in it and you know you're like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz you're gonna take a ride and you, you, know, you don't know when you're coming back you know so, yeah, it's, so
2: Nick I don't want to bring things down at all but I want to I want to uh, I give you a chance because I know that uh, a very tragic thing happened recently and um, I know that somebody who was like a sister t- uh, to you passed away and I just wanted to give you a chance to comment on that and you know, as a tribute to uh Michelle,
5: yeah, ex Phantom yeah. Blue,
2: and with Meldrum, uh, tell us about yeah. your experiences and just you know how how yeah. terrible this is.
4: She, she was, she was, you know, like I wrote, you know, i right wrote on her side, I said, you know, she was probably like one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life, and and uh. Meldrum came out and opened up for us. They were on tour with us, and you know they they did you know extensive touring with us, and we really really got to be close and everything. And and the first time that they came out with us, I remember seeing them, and they were all just like so thankful and just happy and just love music and everything. And me and Michelle, you know, she's a guitar player, so we just talked about you know guitars and talked shop all the time. And she always just had the like like, the coolest laugh. Like, that's the thing I always remember. She just had, like, this, like the coolest, like, happy laugh ever, you know? And wow. And, uh, you know, we'd just talk and everything, and, you know, see her at Nam, and she, like, every show that she could come out to, she was there. She always had a black label strap up, you know, on her guitar all the time. And, and uh, like, there's one picture that someone sent me today. I remember back before I had my Washburns, I played, you know, my Les Pauls. And... The one tour they were out with us, her, her Les Paul, something was wrong with it. Like her jack was bad or something. I let her play my, my black 58 Paul. Wow. And, and uh, someone sent me a picture today of her playing it. And Man. it was, it was a trip. I mean, it's just, but, uh, yeah, Mark called me and, uh, you know, he was like, you know, Michelle, you know, went into a coma. And, It's just, you know, it's something, you know, it almost reminded me like when Dime, you know, got got killed. It's just like you think everybody that you know is just
2: Going to be there forever, right?
4: Yeah, you know, they're immortal. You know, I always know that like, hey, you know, when I go out to California or whatever, Michelle will come out to a gig or, you know, we go to Texas, Dime will be there, and and it's just like, wow, they're not there anymore. You know, and it's just – uh. You know, it's just a shame. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, God definitely has an angel up there playing the guitar because she. Uh, I mean,
2: she's she up there now with Dime playing yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. I'm very sorry for for oh, you no. and for everybody, man.
4: Oh well. You know, it's just uh, you know, like that's the thing is even you know, music really turned out to be almost like a like a rolling family camp thing you know it's just like you meet so many people in like everybody becomes family right. and uh you know dave williams you know from drowning pool um you know i remember the night before he died we were on our fest together and the last thing you know, i saw him you know we played the gig together and and uh the last thing he said to me he comes up and you know our buses were pulling out and he comes up to me before our bus rolled away he's like he goes, dude, he goes, Is it weird to get goosebumps when you see Ozzy? And I'm like, No, man. I'm like, that's right, wow. that's that's Oz, you know? And he gave me a hug and he's like, All right man, I'll see you in Virginia and I was like, All right, boss, I'll see you tomorrow. And next day came and our tour manager called, he's like, Dave Williams died. I'm like, What? I'm Jeez. like this
2: dude. I remember when that happened.
4: Yeah, you know, and it was really hard. We had to play that night, you know, we go on stage and all the drowning pulls, gears gone, you know, and it's just like uh. like, man, he was just here yesterday. Like, what happened? You know, and then, yeah. and then Dime, you know, I remember being home. I was going through my, you know, I was answering emails, and I hit, like, uh, refresh, and someone posted, Dime shot at El Rosa Villa. I'm like, what? Like, like yeah. the greatest people. I mean, Dave Williams, who was just a, a true blue fan of, you know, every time he saw him, he was happy. Dime, every day, you know, you saw him. He was happy. He was the life of the party. Michelle and Angel, they're going. You know, it's just like. You know, everybody said the good die young, and it's like, you know, it makes you feel like being a dick sometimes. It's just like right, like so you woman. don't
2: die young, right? Jeez. Yeah, what a, what a thing, man. It's just freaking insane, but... Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry to bring that up, but I, I knew that you guys were close, no, um, and I just wanted to to tell you how sorry I was. And um, I uh, appreciate know. it, man. Hey, no problem. Nick. On a lighter note, before we let you go, we want to let's let's talk about your guitar for a little okay. bit, so that all the people out there can go out and check them out. Because I held one down in Baltimore, and uh, it was one of the ones that had a tremolo on it, which was I think oh, was very cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. but just tell everybody about your signature series guitars.
4: Well, um, Dime actually got me got me you know he actually introduced me to washburn because he was playing washburn at the time and um he called washburn he was one of the people that says hey you gotta check this cat out and, and everything and then he called me and they're like you know you know you're interested in having a you know a signature series and i'm like whoa like that's, that's
2: amazing yeah out of control you know,
4: yeah because you know, you're you know when you're a kid you always like you know dream about opening up a case and there's your name on a guitar and like the way that you want it and everything and and um You know, so I went up to Washburn and and they, um, you know, let me pick out the wood that I want. They, uh, I took that black guitar, my black, uh, 68, they took the, they took the neck radius. They put jumbo frets. It's basically, you're playing a Washburn Les Paul. That's, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole thing of it is, you know, the the knobs are the same, The you know, there's nothing fancy on it. Just, you know, like just, you know, uh, volume tone knobs, uh, jumbo frets just really like <laughs> they're like 12 13 pounds a piece so it's just, i like you know, heavy
2: it's, guitars and i know yeah. mark plays heavy guitar definitely yeah. mark is a yeah, gibson mean, fan and, and he uh, plays a lot of heavy you know explorers yeah, i mean
4: cause, you know that's you know that's where you get the tone i mean just you know just uh you know thick wood and and just uh you know just you know just has so much sustain to it and and you know rings and it's just really clear and I mean, they do a great job and and um the uh, Shot to Hell guitar that I have, uh, like, every like every time, you know, like, my contract comes up, they always say, okay, we're going to make you, like, a one-off. Like, what do you want? And I always try stumping them, and uh, that was right when Shot to Hell came out. Well, that, that's like, the oh.
2: most insane story, that guitar. Yeah. That you exactly. actually shot with a gun, right?
4: Yeah, well, um, I said to him, I said, okay, well, you know, shot to hell. And if you go on uh, Washburn.com, they have the podcast of them making it. You know, I can be me telling them what I want and everything. And like my idea was, okay, well, shot to hell. I said, burn it and shoot it. And um, I was kind of kidding, you know, at the time, because I'm like, how do you actually do that and have a guitar that's going to really play? Right, and, but it um, has
2: holes in it. I've seen that guitar. There's holes in the yeah, guitar. Well,
4: they 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 shot it with uh, but with a Glock, you know, and a shotgun. They just they 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 put the bodies down there and. Uh, the one big hole through the body and then there's one through like um, I think the bottom horn and you can see right where the knobs are the bullet missing just chipped off a part of the body Then they burned it with a blowtorch, then put um, 50 cal rounds for knobs I mean this is cool. the most like hideously beautiful guitar I've ever seen in my life and I love it amazing.
2: everybody should go to washburn.com and you can check that guitar out and you can also see those podcasts Definitely. Definitely. yeah absolutely Killer. man Nick you know thanks me? so
3: much for joining us we really oh, appreciate dude, you I'm, checking in
4: Anything for you, man. That's you know. It's, Thank you, Nick. Listen, I was thinking yeah.
3: of playing a little, a uh, book of shadows.
4: Okay, like, wow, cool. uh, Any
3: specific? Way beyond empty. Do you dig that one?
4: How about um, sold my soul?
3: Let's see, sold my soul. Let
4: me just mark make is sure like a
3: DJ on here, the computer here. I can see what oh, we got got I do.
2: Nick, uh, special thanks out to Big Nick and Carol, and say hello to everybody. And also, one of these days when I come back to PA, you got to introduce me to Eric McKenna. Absolutely. I, Absolutely, Boogie Street Guitars. I gotta you. go out there, man. Check them yeah. out, cool. dude. Anytime
4: you come in, you know I'll take you out to dinner.
2: Cool, man. That would be awesome. Absolutely, uh, John. When you come to New York too, I know you're gonna be up here uh, soon. Uh, let's make sure we get to hook up, and I'll take you out to dinner, and and your dad and everybody, man. We'll have a blast.
4: I'll bother you when I get up there. Cool. <laughs> okay,
2: All let's right, see if dude. Mark has the tune.
4: Sold my
3: soul. There it is. Oh, Zach Wild, Book of Shadows, Nick Catnice. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Nick.
0: No problem. Talk to you soon, right, man. You guys. Okay, bye, bye by life
1: without you woman, by my mercy I'm contemplating suicide, torn from all my pride. Man, tell me, son, that ain't the way. I'm gonna make a deal with you, child. Gonna live another day. Just sign right here, son. Everything'll be alright. Ain't nothing out. Oh, I know and never knew. Oh, Therefore I have sold my soul for you.
2: Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, what's up, fellas?
2: Z-Man. I can't believe we're talking to Z-Man, the guy with 3,000 posts on the Talking Metal forums.
5: Hey, I got nothing else to do, you know, at work, but sit there and go to your guys' website.
3: Cool. Z-Man,
2: you're a cool man. Thank I, you I very much. I know you much. told
3: us before, but what, again, do you do for a living?
5: I'm an auditor.
2: Oh, maybe you didn't tell us. I'm not sure.
3: No, auditor for, like, taxes and stuff or for uh, oh, other no, companies?
5: No. no, for a private company. Oh, cool. Oh, okay,
3: good. And so do you just have the forums, like, up, like, minimized on your screen, and then you just click it occasionally and
5: shoot well, up some minimized, posts. Well, not It's on full screen. <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> no, you I just, don't have a boss.
3: You just stare at, great. at the forums. Now, that's do you ever venture in the chat room, like, in the middle of the day just to see if any weirdos are hanging out in there?
5: <laughs> All the time. The only weirdo that's usually in there is Shotaholic. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> No man, you guys. I'm glad to see we're getting back with that. Uh, You guys are getting back with the talking metal live, man. It's it's great. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. We're having having fun
3: doing it. And
2: uh, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight, so the whole thing feels a little uh, little
5: strange. Yeah, Yeah, a
3: little
2: different tonight. And I'm uh, not drinking a lot tonight, so that it's all part of the new image. image. It's all part of the new new image image of talking metal. Not really. It's all good though. It's all good. Yeah. Now we really don't have a new image, guys. We're just kidding. So uh, how are you doing? Your kids doing all right?
5: Oh, yeah, they're doing good. I'm surprised they're not screaming right now because we're in the car driving to uh, dinner.
2: So you are calling from the car. Hell, yeah. You are a true blue talking metal so dude. So you're, you're not
3: in the chat room right now, or are I, you driving I, I, and I, in the I, chat room?
5: Hey, if I if that was possible, I would. I'd be in the chat room right now, but I left the chat room about 10 minutes ago. So.
3: Oh, okay, where are you guys <laughs> going to dinner?
5: We're going to a uh, Chinese uh, buffet.
3: Oh, Sounds good, good, man. Very what good. time is it in your town right now? He's in California, right? Oh,
5: okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ten to seven. Ten to
3: cool. seven. Cool. Yeah, good time for dinner, definitely.
5: Yeah, Sounds good, a little Later so than is. normal, but.
3: Well, you had, to, you had to listen to as much of the uh, the show as possible. I'm sure. Right. Oh right?
5: well, yeah, that's so why I told the wife, that I can't I can't leave early. I got to watch the show, listen to the show. So it's like all <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah, great. well, you, you really are becoming, I think, the the most famous Talking Metal listener at this point more it used to be like Burt Gabriel and Donnie G but Bert's still around Donnie G dropped off the face wow. of the earth yeah he was he was old school but oh, yeah. Z-Man is the new king Z-Man he's a moderator on the forum over 3,000 posts
2: unbelievable no one is even close to you man. yeah no you're like, oh, like 2,000 ahead of everybody I think but.
5: That's good. You know, I've been there since I think day five. You guys started this thing, so. Wow.
3: No, that's awesome. I don't mean to talk bad about anybody, but are there any posters that just kind of
5: really rub you the wrong way? Yeah, one guy. He's not listening now, so it's all good. It's. I understand. He's a young kid, so.
3: Right. What about Drop D?
5: No, Drop D's great, man. Yeah, I love his little uh, things with Ollie. As matter of fact, I see Ollie and Jared all the time, so.
3: You guys hang out in real life.
5: Yeah, we go to shows together. That's out of control, and, man. And you
3: all got to know each other through Talking Metal.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow, that's Unbelievable, that's amazing, man. Yeah. We, we are, other... are providing a bond we, for we, people. Uh,
3: we hung out with Jared once Yes, we hung out with Jared at this City, really cool place in New York City. but um, Haven't heard much from him lately, but a uh, real good guy. Yeah, very good, Jared. Man. He was he trying to help us get our Wikipedia entry going. Yeah, but uh, it sort uh, of stopped. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened with that. It's uh, the nuttiest thing, that Wikipedia. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out.
5: He's the man to write it because that dude, he can write some good reviews. He can do some good stuff.
3: Yeah, we got to get some new reviews from him for the uh, for the website. But see, man, I just wanted to thank you and thank you for calling in. Enjoy your meal.
5: Oh, I will. Hey, thank you guys for everything, man. If it wasn't for you guys and Exciter, you know, I'd be sitting here with my thumb in my ass, probably being bored. But <laughs> you guys are awesome, man.
2: Yeah, well, thanks, man. Well, so thank you, Z-Man. We appreciate uh, all your help. We appreciate everything, and uh, we just—I still am blown away by by you guys, by all of you guys. And
3: thanks for becoming a, a moderator and actually help uh, run the forums. We appreciate. it. Hey, I want
5: to make—I want to make it the best. Well, it is the best metal forum, but I want to make it—you know—the the best ever.
2: Okay, cool. Z Man, I hear I hear somebody crying in the background. What's going yeah.
5: on? Yeah, my daughter. She has like sitting in the car seat. She's calling for me. Oh, okay, well okay. why don't
2: you well, go attend we'll you to your man. daughter and uh, drive safe.
5: You bet, you guys keep on rocking, huh? Thanks, take care, Z
2: Man. Z-Man. Thank you. All right, we'll see ya. Okay, take care, man. Bye bye.
3: Very good. Speaking of names, there's only one name when you go to the Midwest. Well, there's various names, but the main talking metal crazy yeah. maniac guy is a is Dan from Chicago. Right, and he is on the He's line. He's on the line. Dan?
0: Hey, guys, what's going on?
2: Dan from Chicago, man. Good to hear your voice, man. How you doing?
0: Good, it's been a while.
3: Yeah, been a I couple know. couple months, right? Well, we didn't yeah. do a show for a few months. We yeah.
2: We did that one show recently, and then prior to that, we were just... Totally jammed up doing guys, the Talking on Fuse show, so we, were out. we you, were out. You
0: guys are too cool for us now. You guys are TV stars now.
2: No, <laughs> no, we're still the same uh, dorks that we always were. Except <laughs> Mark's cool and I'm the dork. But What's going on with you, Dan?
0: Not much. I just want to tell you guys that I really enjoyed that Del, Del James interview. That was awesome.
3: Cool. Thanks. Now, we got a lot of complaints that we didn't ask certain questions. Were, no. you, were you uh, no. upset by our... Questions to Dell?
0: No, you guys did good. The only thing though is that when you guys talked, asked them about Axel, you know, kind of like it was like a like a minute, and then that was it.
3: Believe me, it was a little more than a minute. We'll we'll just let you guys know, but we we had to uh, you know kind of uh, edit that right. interview, which we do to most of our talking metal interviews. Right. So yeah, um, and you can even hear it in there. I say uh, I'm gonna ask. We're gonna ask you a few Guns and Roses questions, and right. I think only one of them made it out but um, but th- that's cool I mean basically we just pulled out some stuff he didn't really have anything to say about right. Chinese so democracy point, so he so didn't have point. anything to say about you know Robin Fink leaving he didn't have any answers for us So I
0: would have liked to heard like old stories about the band yeah not, not so much new stuff because who cares we're waiting for the album like everybody else so really what's the point so I would have liked to heard old stories about Axel and Slash and you know the November Rain stuff you know what I mean?
2: That's just me. Hmm. Yeah, he was so cool, man. I, I was just blown away by all of the great bands that he knows about, and he—I mean—he really knows his metal, his classic metal, his hard rock, and you know, he's a just somebody that really followed all of the great historical groups, and even the ones that weren't as big as the other ones, like the Fog Hats and all those bands. I, I thought that was great.
0: Now, yeah. does he actually work? for Axel, I mean is he uh, like, you know, the main person for gunsandroses.com that we read all the stuff? He's uh, the main guy that does it.
3: It appears that way. There there've been some other names attached to articles that have popped up on gunsandroses.com, but uh, he is definitely, you know, well he says in the interview that Axel's right. not only his best friend but his boss. So, sure. um, he definitely appears I don't know if he's the main guy I mean they have new management now so I would assume they're the people in charge right but and i believe he was the road manager yeah, on the last tours. the the road manager duties on the guns and roses tours
0: i i enjoyed the interview but at times he seems like a BSer. you know what I mean really? gotta get yeah i don't like i don't know if he's like telling like all truth on like stuff that You know, certain bands, you know, she was talking about Twisted Sister, that he was friends with Twisted Sister... Which is fine. I don't think he care. said he was
3: friends with them. He said he was a, oh. just a fan of theirs back oh, okay. in the day. Okay, I thought he yeah. said that he was a friend, but it was like
0: weird. Like, well, you know stuff.
3: what he said? He was part of their, their SMF F- F- SMF, which
2: was the name of their the fan, fan club, club oh, which was okay. sick okay. mother Something fucking friends, friends of, of Twisted, Twisted, Twisted Sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had a sign uh, that uh, my first uh, concert, in 1983, uh, Twisted Sister, uh I made a sign that said "I'm an SMF," and D pointed at it. So I was that was my big first claim to rock fame. Cool.
0: Okay, I don't want to be sound lame, because I kind of put something in the in the Guns N' Roses form, and I'm sorry about that, but I was kind of happy. Uh, my wife made me watch American Idol, <laughs> and I was kind of happy that, um, you know, I don't know if you consider this dude a rocker, the guy that won. I don't know if you guys know anything about I, him. I didn't watch My it.
2: mom told me that he was a rocker, yeah. but I hadn't watched the show.
0: Uh, he He's pretty good, so I don't know if, you know, you know he's going to make it big in the rock world or if he's going to, like, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, Bob, here's my right. my issue with that show. The, <laughs> the 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 deal those those people who go on that show who get picked who end up the finalists or whatever they have technically I guess good voices you'd say you could say but but I don't believe any of them are true artists. Right. But I mean, if you look at somebody, I don't care if it's Bob Dylan or Axel Rose or you know, Ozzy Osbourne. Those or thre- Paula Abdul, or Paula Abdul for that for that matter. They wouldn't make it on the they, show. They would not. Those those names we just mentioned, none of those guys would make it on to American right. Idol. Like a James Hetfield, even or in the metal world. I mean, yeah, just, or I, I don't. Yeah, definitely. I don't think any of those guys would make it onto American Idol. And those guys that we just mentioned, uh, and right. girl Paula Abdul are are true originals. You know, and it's. Uh, it, I'm kidding about the Paula Abdul thing, but. <laughs> That's that's my issue with the with that show. I think those those people, I mean they 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 should go and sing on Broadway. That's you know What, what do the, you
0: uh, think of Daughtry, though? I mean he's at least making it.
3: I think There's he sucks. World. Oh, you don't like him? Yeah, I think he's horrible. I think right. I think I think his voice is just just the, the same old thing and and he's not original and he's not a, a true artist mm-hmm. and he's selling millions of records. So who am I to
2: to to criticize? The him? thing that's weird is that You know, most of what history considers the great singers in music like the Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney or, as Mark mentioned, Bob Dylan or Elvis or all these guys, you know, they're not always necessarily the world's greatest vocalists. And American Idol is basically a singing competition to see how technically good somebody can be in singing all these different songs. So it's just kind of weird that, you know, that's how we're getting our new... You know, big stars, but but you know, I want to see I want to see another Mick Jagger. I'd rather see that than you know some technically proficient, perfect person.
0: What'd you guys think of Rockstar Supernova when that show was on? What'd you guys think of that show?
2: I actually, believe it or not, didn't see it. And there was yeah, no offense I, I to the show, I actually show,
3: watched but... that show. Um, it, it it was it was mildly entertaining. I mean, a lot of the same things I just said about the American Idol contestants. I I think, uh, wow, there's a lot of chatter going on in the chat room about Bud Friendly. Uh, Uh Bud Friendly should go on American Idol. (laughs) Does Bud Friendly wear the mask in the studio? Somebody else wants to know. Please save all the questions for after Dan's phone call. (laughs) Z-Man simply says, another gay show. (laughs) (laughs) We try our best.
1: Uh, One, two, three,